0: Hello and welcome. This is episode 68 with my friend Mackenzie. You guys, we're only one episode away from the end of the season. Season two is almost over. I mean, that doesn't mean anything for you. You're still going to get weekly episodes, <laughs> but the way the way it works, season two is almost over. This is so exciting. Um, this is the youngest guest I've ever had, and I am very happy to report that there is hope in the next generation uh, Mackenzie is amazing. We met in a math class that I had to take in order to transfer my credits. As some of you will know, I'm working on getting my master's in counseling. And so I uh, I met someone whose age I am closer to her parents than her. And uh, she's just really cool, unique, and uh, has a great, great story. And I'm sure you guys are going to agree. So without further ado, I'm going to leave you with my friend Mackenzie. just had this discussion so let me give you let me give you this scenario i'm curious now that this has been brought up um the starburst the regular pack you got Mm -hmm. your 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 reds your pinks your yellows your oranges what order would you put those in
1: yellow pink red throw away the orange
0: and you're going from best to worst well yeah because throw away the orange you put yellow at the top
1: yeah so interview over (laughs) so I go through my candy when I get it, and I have very, very sensitive teeth. Oh. So when I go through it, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat candy I hate. So um, when it's okay. like Skittles, I pretty much throw them all away except the red and the yellow. Um, starburst, get rid of them. Besides the occasional red, occasional pink, keep all the yellow. It's, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Putting yellow above pink in a Starburst yeah. pack?
1: And I feed my brother all the Skittles I don't like, and he gives the greens to his fiance. It's great. It's a well-balanced ecosystem.
0: Yeah, I, you know, that's a good thing when you – I did that when I was a kid with Halloween candy. Uh, my brother and I, we legit would, like, sort it into tackle boxes, like, <laughs> as organized as possible. Um, and then, you know, if whatever I didn't like, he liked. And uh, we kept that going for a while. Like, he liked barbecue chips. I liked sour cream and onion. Uh, now I'm like a fat kid. I'm like, I want any chips you have. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's a good thing to work out with siblings. And I almost feel like you can purposely develop a taste for something if your sibling doesn't like it.
1: So we we tried to co- condition my little sister to only eat the greens, but she caught on. She was like a year old and we're <laughs> like, here, have the greens.
0: They're the best. They're
1: not. They're the they're <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we just gave her a ton of greens and now she doesn't like them. That's so. That's funny. Um,
0: yeah. speaking of your sister and other siblings, where are you in your sibling order?
1: Um well that's actually fun. I'm <laughs> the youngest of four but the middle of three cuz my parents <laughs> got diver- divorced when I was very little. I was 5. Okay. But before they got divorced, I'm going through this backwards, sorry. <laughs> so they had my brother, 5 yep. years later they had me. Then they got divorced. Um, My mom got remarried. And then my dad got remarried. And his wife had two children with a previous marriage. So that's my stepsister, Danielle, and my stepbrother, Kyle. And then I have um, my mom and her wife had a kid. That's my little sister. I love her very, very much. So, yeah.
0: So you have?
1: Four. Four siblings.
0: (laughs) You have an older brother and then you have two step siblings and then yeah Which, is it is your is your sister your half sister
1: yeah technically half it's i just consider her full sister even yeah, though she's my stepmom my I mom's I kid but are. like <laughs>
0: yeah
1: technically half i think maybe step because there's no real blood with my mom but yeah yeah
0: <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot happening there <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, I, let's go back in time a little, because you mentioned four, uh, five years old. I was four when my parents got divorced, um, and I had an older brother, too, at the time. Well, I guess I still have an older brother. That doesn't change. Um, <laughs> He's still there. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so do you remember that at all at five?
1: I mean, a little bit. There's definitely, I've divided the memories of before divorce and after divorce. Yeah. But like the pre-divorce memories, they're like this might be real, Ooh. yeah. Because you know, when you're five, you don't really remember everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think my brother remembers it a lot more. But even his memory's a little hazy. How much older is talked... he? He's five years older.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he was ten. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that he probably <laughs> had, a, had a much bigger impact on him at the time.
1: Yeah, I remember there was one day we went out and we had built forts in the middle of the woods. We went out with our neighbor, who she was a sec, well, I guess a fourth mom to us, but she was like a second mother to us. She took care of us all the time. She took us out to see this fort, and it had been cut down. And Parker, my older brother, he just broke down crying. And I was five, and I was like, "It's really emotional about this fort." <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking back a little bit ago and I was like, it's, it wasn't the fort. I mean, when I was five, I was like, yeah, he's upset over nothing. But I mean, it was clear everything he was taking the brunt of most of it and just making sure I was okay. So, yeah. Was yeah. it,
0: was it messy? Like, were you the the divorce? Like, do you remember that? Or was it amicable?
1: It was pretty good. Like they weren't okay. messier about it or anything. Yeah. It was pretty civil. Um, I mean, I think there was a lot of confusion just because um, when my mom almost immediately went and she married a woman, I think my dad was very much like, hold up. <laughs> Some lawyers are crossed here. Like, what happened? So I think there was a lot of confusion, but that didn't really get to us kids. We yeah. were just.
0: Yeah. Did you, and you grew up in Michigan, right? Born, born and raised I in Michigan. I did, um, yeah. So I, I didn't realize it was so soon after. Like what, what's the time period between you're five years old, your parents divorce, and then your mom comes out and is with a woman?
1: Yeah. So it's a bit of a blurry timeline. I'm going to be real with you. That's all right. <laughs> um, so I think I, bla- I based most of this off of, I went to Florida in 2008 and that was like what stuck out in my head. So 2008 we go to Florida, parents are divorced. Everything's chill. 2009 mom gets married. So. Wow. Then I think 2011 dad gets married. So everything everyone kind of
0: So they're only divorced like a year 20. and then your mom gets remarried?
1: Yeah, I wow. think so.
0: So I, I'm wondering, uh, and you're you're of a particular. And I told you, I have to I have to tell the audience too. I'm so sorry for every single age-related question I ask, but there's probably going to be a bunch of them. Um, but you you're are, you're of a certain age where, um, and we are all victim of this, no matter your age. But people around you are constantly telling you stories about when you're younger, and you start and you see pictures, and then you start to kind of put memories together in your head that like they might be your memories but they might just be this narrative that you started telling yourself based on these pictures and what other people are telling you and um it sounds like it's all a little fuzzy at that time and i imagine as a kid you're like i don't understand what's happening
1: (laughs) well yeah i mean (laughs) i knew jesse i met her at my er, my stepmom i met her at my fifth birthday we were like you know (laughs) yeah parents were still together then and i was like she's pretty cool and then yeah. parents were divorced, and I was like, this is weird. And then I had a new stepmom, and I was like, this is cool.
0: What happened so, with the uh, living situation when your parents divorced?
1: Uh, dad kept the house, which I didn't realize how like strange that is. Yeah, The dad almost never gets the house in the divorce, but he did. He got the house and the dog, and mom and stepmom went and lived in an apartment.
0: Okay. And then was that 50-50 custody or?
1: It was. Okay.
0: Yeah. So what's your, I mean, when you're a kid before you even get to like junior high or anything, what's your relationship like with your parents at home?
1: Well, um, there was actually a fun added twist. um, (laughs) Go on. (laughs) A couple of years after the divorce, I think it was like 2010. So two years ago, or like 11 years ago, my mom went overseas for a year. She went to Afghanistan.
0: Oh, so your mom's military too. Yeah.
1: yeah. So like that's an added bonus in there. Yeah. Um, so I spent a year at my dad's house with his wife, my stepmom, my other one, and my step siblings and my oldest brother. I didn't, I think I saw my mom's wife during that time, but only like once or twice.
0: Wow. Well, and it was your and... brother then living with you too at that point?
1: he was yeah
0: wow so was your mom in the reserves then and when you were growing up like how did she get deployed to afghanistan
1: i think she joined when her and my dad were first going through the divorce like a little bit before my dad once told me he gave her divorce papers while she was at boot camp or something like that um
0: what an interesting decision
1: (laughs) right so she was in the military um she actually wasn't supposed to go overseas, but she told me that the guy who was supposed to go over for her was just this big old shot. and she was like, you know what, I'm going with my people. Like, I can't just leave them with this guy in charge. So, wow. yeah, she she went, and she was gone for nine months, then came back for two weeks, and then left for another three.
0: What, so, what's going through your head at that age?
1: I mean, I think it was definitely... A defining time not even just for me but in like me and my brother's roles yeah um and i mean everyone else in my family completely changed the dynamic just because my brother he really i mean he was maybe 12 yeah i was seven and he like he was my protector i mean he always had been but you know it became more defined yeah and like i was just very emotional i was very little. And I had like this bear and I remember I lost it for a couple days. It was Jamie bear named after my mom. And I lost it for like three days. And those entire three days, I was just a wreck. And I remember my step siblings being like, what's with that one? Like, why is she so emotional all the time? And I was like, guys, yeah. y'all cry for your mom constantly. I haven't <laughs> seen mine in six months. So...
0: What's but, the age difference with you and your step-siblings?
1: Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> they, my stepbrother, two years. My stepsister, three.
0: Okay. So she. do you remember a shift when she came back, or was it kind of like things fell back into normal?
1: Oh, it definitely was, I think, rocky for a little bit. Just because, I mean, we were happier because... I mean, we being me and my brother, we were happier because mom's home, but it was definitely strange.
0: Yeah.
1: Like shifting from 24 seven dad's house to like, I'm seeing my mom two weeks, two weeks. This is fun. Um, I don't quite remember it, but I, my mom calls it no face when I get like overwhelmed. I like emotion leaves my face. Yeah. And she said that when she got back, we were all sitting at Coldstone and we were talking about like Afghanistan or something. And I just like, was expressionless. Yeah. And my older brother just scooted closer to me and put his arm around me. And she said, instantly switched back. I was fine. She was like, all right, he's her protector now. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's, well, that, and that's, I wonder if you at that age, like, had the, uh like the the idea that like that was a uh, you know she could die like she <laughs> like that was or if that was just a uh, you know mom's gone for a little while
1: I think I knew she was like not exactly in the safest place but I yeah. knew she wasn't like I didn't think she was in imminent danger yeah. she was you know so yeah
0: yeah, yeah that's that's wild um so so you have a a dad who's remarried with two step-siblings. Uh your mom's remarried at this point to a woman. Uh, I mean is are you guys as a family is that discussed at all? Like uh was that, you know, was that like, "Hey, I divorced your dad because I am actually gay." And
1: <laughs> not really. It just kind of happened. I mean, I was 5, so it was like Yeah. I don't know anyone else who has a uh, lesbian moms. I still don't actually <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to meet someone in person. That's like, I have gay moms, but, um,
0: it's a t-shirt I made. It's uh, a, <laughs> just to let everyone know.
1: <laughs> my brother has one that says I with a heart, with a rainbow in it, my moms. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But
0: your brother sounds like a, a nice supportive guy. <laughs>
1: He really is. He has a saying um, It swears a lot, but I'm just going to say it. It says, I don't care who you fuck, what you fuck, or when you fuck, just don't fuck me. And I really, I really stick with that. Yeah.
0: That's not a yeah. bad, that's not a bad saying to go with. Uh, no. Feel free to swear all you want. I'm sure I've said fuck a few times already. Um, so, I mean, that kind of brings us to what I like to think of as the worst time in my life uh, getting into like junior high, middle school. Like, that, that transition, I mean, what was that like for you?
1: Like, fifth, sixth grade was fine. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I was just kind of, like, in the misfit group, kind of. Yeah. Like, I think I had two friends, and they hated each other most of the time. <laughs> I was like, this is great.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that, Love you guys. That sounds like 12-year-old yeah. girls. I like that. <laughs> so I yeah. think that fits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of them, I had to cut my hair. When I got it cut she walked up to me and went I hate your hair and then walked away and I was like <laughs> glad we're besties
0: <laughs> oh man yeah.
1: what what does
0: your social life look like at that point like uh were you getting into anything like video games or were you guys just hanging out and I don't know what what, what do you do at that point
1: <laughs> you know I don't know um <laughs> my life's always been just reading mostly yeah like I'm a big reader. I have like two giant books sitting right next to me right now. Um, so I think I mainly like dove into the world of books.
0: Yeah. Did you, have you been reading as far back as you can remember? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think that has a draw from? Like why, why, why reading? Why books?
1: I think that was just something I was shown from a young age. I mean, my mom, she used to, uh, like dress up as the cat in the hat to read to kids. She nice. went to like St. Jude's Children's Hospital to like sign autographs and help play with kids, all that stuff yeah. to like uplift their spirits. And she was just a big reader. When I was five, my parents read me Twilight just because, <laughs> maybe not five, I was maybe seven or eight, but they read me Twilight because. That they were like Mac, you like books? Let we're reading. So
0: (laughs) that's super funny.
1: Yeah, I've just they always encouraged it, and it's a fun world. So
0: what? Uh, did you fall into any book series that you still hold true to today?
1: Oh, for sure. Um, (laughs) Is it? Is it Twilight? (laughs) Oh yeah. No. Uh, I think the biggest is Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Big Harry Potter nerd. Um, then there was like the Percy Jackson phase. Okay. Still, a b- pretty big fan. So yeah. Is
0: it almost always uh, fiction? Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't. There's only a handful of nonfiction or like memoirs that I've read yeah. and enjoyed.
0: Yeah, and enjoyed being the operative <laughs> part of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what? I mean, what's next? You, you're growing up yeah <laughs> what i mean what is what is your childhood like like when you're getting into high school and getting through junior mm-hmm. high and how is that split up by the way because i think yeah my school
1: district um my school district did kindergarten through fourth and then fifth and sixth then seventh and eighth and then high school that's so
0: weird so there's four schools yeah. essentially yeah well i wonder so. if it's i mean all the problems that happen between like sixth and eighth grade. I wonder if they're like, let's just split that up <laughs> and see if, see if that changes anything. Yeah. We'll yeah, run that doesn't... scenario for about 10 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. well, Yeah. What it was, I mean, what were the highlights and lowlights of that period?
1: Um, I think the highlight of like seventh and eighth grade was definitely the art classroom. Um, I had an art teacher who was just an angel I would like eat lunch in her classroom. She was the best. Uh, I spent a lot of time in there. I remember one time looking at my social studies teacher and being like, we're watching Shrek. Can I go to the art room? And him being like, yeah, we're watching Shrek. I, I don't like care the, what yeah, you
0: do. I like that you're watching Shrek and social studies.
1: It's yeah. It val- was
0: valuable. Design.
1: It was like the last week of school. It yeah. was like, yeah.
0: What, I mean, what, what about the art class? Like. Is there? Has you, do you have like a creative streak? Is that something you you did in the background, or is that just uh the teacher specifically was?
1: I think it was like partially the teacher, and I mean, like I'm not good at it, but art is fun. Yeah, I was like, this is a cool mix. I get to paint things and see my favorite teacher. Yeah, what could be better?
0: You you get to high school. You're knee deep in Harry Potter books. <laughs> yeah. I mean I imagine that in itself has to have its own little following of people like as a as an icebreaker almost when, when you're making friends or anything.
1: Honestly, no. Like, no. I I made friends in sixth grade and it was just like this girl I sat next to, she was super sweet. And then like there were four of us and we just became this like little clique and then we kind of fell apart. As time went on, yeah. but that's how I met another friend who like cut me out like a year ago. And I was like, cool. All right. <laughs> uh, but I'm still friends with, I think one person I talk to regularly besides my boyfriend from high school. I'm like, okay. But I've been friends with her since sixth grade and we met because we used to play a little pet shop on the bus together. Nice. <laughs> we were like, we're destined to be friends forever, I think. Yeah, like, I just yeah.
0: reconnected to my best friend from elementary school, and uh, that was super cool <laughs> because we hadn't talked since like fifth grade. <clears throat> so yeah, keep that train going. That's a that's a good it's a good friendship to hold on to. So far, yeah. so good. Um, so getting into high school, then I mean, what what's that like? What are you like as a student? I mean. With all the reading, does that reflect on you academically? Do you enjoy school?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, It was once explained to me that school was an escape for me. Um, Like a therapist told me that, and I was like, oh, thanks. Um, Because school meant structure. There was no like 50%, 50%. It was there set times, and I'd be at this place at this time, and I excelled at school. Like yeah. 3.9 GPA, but <laughs> like, nice. yeah. Um, in ninth grade, I was taking ASL one. I had learned how to fingerspell at that point, And I was like, Psh, I'm ready for ASL one. I love American sign language. And yeah.
0: So I wanted to ask you about just, that because <laughs> well, we, yeah. we talked about that. Like I think via uh, discord or whatever, but yeah. What how did that happen? Like where 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 did you just decide I'm gonna learn American Sign Language? Like, because you don't have that in directly in your family, correct?
1: I don't. Um, in eighth grade, I had two friends. One of them is the one I still talk to, the other one is the one that cut me out. And they would they were in ASL one in eighth grade, and they would sign to each other. And I'd be like, Hey, what's up? What are we talking about? They'd be like, Oh, don't worry about it. I'd be like, Wait, I want to know, too. Like, they didn't do it too often, but often enough where I was like, I want to know what they're up to. Like, I want to talk, too. And then I started taking the classes. And now I don't even take it because of that reason. I mean, I'd be five years of a lot of resentment. (laughs) (laughs) That's not why I take it. I have some stuff
0: I've been resenting for 20. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Decides whole degree based on some crappy friends. No, um, <laughs> no. I just it was such a fun language, and it's nice to just communicate like that. And it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah.
0: So that, it's it's so funny that they would choose sign language. You know, you you grow up and you people create little like languages almost, uh, whether it be like via notes or I don't even know. I don't even know if you had notes
1: like piglet and yeah
0: yeah uh, and then but to actually like have sign language and then it becomes such a nice outlet for you to be like to learn this other language like i feel yeah. like it ended up going really well in the end because uh <clears throat> you know i've had i've had guests on here whose whose kids are deaf um and just the uh, recognition of asl in in this country is low to say the least uh so that's that's cool that you pursued that regardless um and when you say I don't want to I'll go back in time eventually but you say your degree are you going to get a degree in American Sign Language or teach it or what is your plan there
1: yeah um because I'm because (laughs) I'm hearing I don't want to teach it they um that's kind of reserved for deaf people got it because yeah they're um, you learn the best from a deaf teacher. Makes I sense. took three years with a hearing teacher and two years from deaf teachers, and I learned so much more in just two months with a deaf teacher. So, and yeah.
0: So this was just offered at your high school?
1: It was. That's yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> I yeah, feel like that's cool high school. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like that's a common thing like i don't remember looking up languages to sign up for and there was like french german spanish and like i don't don't remember asl being on there especially for multiple years
1: right luckily it's becoming more um like common yeah it's seen more as a language now other than just like well it's english but in the air it's because that's uh, hated just saying that (laughs) like you know yeah yeah
0: um I, I'm wondering, just because uh, you mentioned your therapist saying something <laughs> about escaping, right? Yeah. Do you think that had like that's what you did with reading when you were younger?
1: I think so. Like to a certain extent. I mean, yeah, it was my yeah. my comfort zone.
0: Yeah, your safe space. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, was... especially because nobody else in my family liked reading so it was like
0: <laughs> oh so yeah so it was also your own thing I imagine that gave you an identity especially when yeah. you, all of a sudden you have a bunch of siblings that you didn't you didn't previously have uh... yeah You guys know that I am a fierce advocate for therapy. Let's face it, this whole show would not exist without the leaps and bounds I've been able to make in therapy. And that is why I am beyond proud to have BetterHelp sponsor this show. Ask yourself, is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, You know, I know I've spent some time in therapy learning to rein in my need for external validation. That's been my thing. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Maybe even me one day. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 15,000-plus counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. And it's available for clients worldwide. And when you sign up, you can start communicating within 48 hours. So are you getting those random light bulb moments like I do? You're laying in bed and you're like, oh, I just thought of that. Uh, well, with BetterHelp, better help, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. That's huge. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Guys, I know that waiting room awkwardness. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. No more of the awkward therapist breakups if you and your counselor aren't a match. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp wants you to just start living a happier life today visit betterhelp.com/friendrequest that's better h e l p and join over 1 million people that's a lot of people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional there's a special offer for friend request listeners that's you guys you get 10% off your first month of counseling when you visit betterhelp.com/friendrequest that's better h l p.com/friendrequest Remember, when you support our sponsors, you guys are supporting our show. I appreciate it. So high school, what's going on?
1: Um, I mean, I remember the first day of high school being like, what is happening? Like I walked into the lunchroom and we sat at the table with this like one really nerdy kid and we all like clustered together, all the freshmen. And we were like, what is happening? Yeah. Then after that, I sat in the hallway. I don't think I ever sat in the lunchroom like consistently again i did like twice and i was like "Ooh, way too stressful so i was one of those kids that sat like in the corner of the hallway so i did
0: that freshman year <laughs> there yeah. Was a, yeah there was a set of benches it was the last year in that school because they built a new one but in the old school there was just like all these benches and like me and all the little punk rock kids we would all just sit over there and i just skipped which is ironic and full circle uh I had algebra that at fourth hour, and I would skip it every day. I had to retake it senior year because I just stopped going to it, and I'd just go to all three lunches instead. Uh, right. Sit on those benches, just hang out. <laughs> That's Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a strong proponent of not sitting in the lunchroom. Everyone sits in the lunchroom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't like it. I mean, it just felt too crowded especially cuz my high school it's the new high school but when they built it they built it like 20 years ago for the amount of students they had at that time they did not plan for growth yeah <laughs> so now we've already like outgrown it and I'm like guys you didn't really think this through did you yeah <laughs> so yeah very crowded high school sometimes
0: um but, you what when did you graduate How
1: like last ago? year
0: so funny um
1: like and it wasn't even a graduation it was like i i guess you can stop coming
0: yeah like so COVID. Oh,
1: what are we gonna do yeah
0: like, yeah i just it's yeah. funny literally yesterday i interviewed a teacher who retired last year wow. um and so i yeah i asked him about that and i was like what was that like like end your career on this like on a zoom call, <laughs> like what do you do yeah. it's so weird um so what what's the like what's the rest of high school like like what do you do socially um what do you get yeah. into do you end up, like do you have a have you have you gone through your party phase yet is it still too early
1: <laughs> well, so like freshman year, I met my boyfriend, um he's super cool, still dating him, I would hope so' if you're um, still dating him <laughs> yeah. Um, and we just kind of vibe for the rest of high school, and then senior year I dual enrolled at OCC, okay. which for ASL because they only have three years at my high school.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So that's that's kind of how I determined my college plans. Is I was like, you know, OCC seems pretty cool, and just like didn't change where I was going. Yeah, which just kind of fell into place. Um, and then for party phase, I mean. <laughs> I'm a pretty, pretty big partier. As you can see, I, I did homework <laughs> earlier. I, uh, I read some books. Uh, it's hard to be a partier during a pandemic. Like, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I yeah. definitely
1: think I'm a little more lenient than some people. So like I have gone to small get togethers with my friends or like, um, my older brother, I hang out with him sometimes and while he has parties. So yeah.
0: I'm I'm curious. Can I go down a list of, of age related questions? Can you Can you be yeah. an ambassador for your generation? <laughs> I would um, love to. <laughs> well, because so you are you were born after nine eleven,
1: yeah, two thousand two. Which so. is I have so many yeah. questions.
0: Um, <laughs> I mean first was
1: I during nine eleven in (laughs) in not alive?
0: (laughs) Well so I that's like that's my generation's thing, right? Like we have nine eleven, my parents had Vietnam, their parents had World War Two. Like what's your thing? Or do you think it's happening right now? Like is COVID your generation's like fucking thing?
1: (laughs) I think our thing might be like, what were you doing the last day before? Like COVID hit, yeah. Like that might be it. Like, I remember the day we got the text, like going into lockdown. I was at my friend's house getting ready for work. I was like, I guess I have to go home after this. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll see you in a little bit, I guess. So, yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I, I was, I was thinking about that, and like, I guess it's just happening right now. This is your, your guys's like monumental thing Rich. is happening right now. Uh, yeah yeah what is that like graduating (laughs) with Um, during COVID
1: right so my school did a um drive-through graduation okay so um I think that was better than any graduation I could have gotten because (laughs) what I did is they were like you can have one car and I was like ooh, I have four parents and they get along but (laughs) I don't want to be in the car with all four <laughs> yeah. of my parents. That sounds terrible. So I went, well, my older brother, he'll drive me. There you go. And he um, he drove me. I think we listened to like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> and then I stepped out, you know, got my diploma and then left. I still tripped across the little stage. Congrats. And when I was, <laughs> they told you the graduate to be in the like back pass, back driver side so it was easier to get out and get back in so i rode there in passenger seat when i was climbing into the back seat my brother hit the brakes so i would fly into the back seat so you know that's funny. good times yeah what yeah. a
0: strange way to end your like adolescent academic career <laughs> right
1: and it was so weird like when school started back up i was like i don't have to go back Like, I think every freshman in college has that, like the, I feel like I should be in high school right now. But I think this generation's, it was a little more because it was like, we just like stopped going in March. We're just like, all right, cool.
0: That's so strange.
1: I missed half the school year, but still got perfect attendance, which I think is pretty, you know pretty cool pretty
0: remarkable (laughs) yeah yeah i i just uh did you feel like you missed out on anything you know there was a lot of talk about all the stuff all the end of the year stuff that didn't happen like prom and senior skip day and like you know all these kind of rites of passage sort of things
1: Right. Um, senior skip day. Not really. Cause I wouldn't have skipped anyway. <laughs> um, I hate missing school. Perfect I, again, I yeah. didn't go to a field trip because I didn't want to miss school because it just made me so nervous yeah. missing school that, and like, um, so that I didn't miss, but prom, I was really disappointed, especially because I had already bought my dress and my, my boyfriend, um had said hey let's not go to junior prom so senior prom will be extra special Ouch. and when they were like prom's <laughs> canceled i almost smacked him i was like yeah. you're kidding!" kid
0: and so he's so, he the same age as you then yeah okay yeah so you guys missed that all together huh you'll have to, yeah you'll have to just but, rent out a hall or something <laughs> <laughs> no, we him. still
1: got together and took pictures oh, so that's cute still have those yeah but um mm-hmm
0: so you mentioned being nervous and i'm wondering i can't imagine that your entire generation doesn't have like a blanket of anxiety over it <laughs> for a number of reasons um so i i first and foremost like what role does technology play in your life like from as far back as you can remember
1: oh um well as far back as i can remember I know when my brother got a phone and they were like, This is you and your brother's phone. It wasn't.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, that would never work.
1: <laughs> but um no, I, I had like a DS on the on the bus. Um now I have like my phone, my tablet, my oh, laptop. Yeah. Like I think everyone in this generation has just like so much technology. I mean, I have like it's just all around. I
0: I just imagine yeah. Like in their like the formative years of you know that that sixth to ninth grade, I imagine everybody has a phone at that point for the most part, right?
1: Yeah, I got mine in seventh grade because I was babysitting. Yeah. My mom wanted me to be able to contact someone if stuff went down, so
0: so then it just yeah. goes from like, i i every every question i have makes me sound old as fuck and that's fine (laughs) i'll just but like so you guys are i imagine you're just like texting instead of passing notes like do people still pass notes at all is that dead because it's just text messaging now
1: well a lot of teachers say like they have phone caddies you're not allowed to have your phone in class like (laughs) so many of my teachers we hang up our phones Oh, you actually have to
0: like go put it somewhere
1: Yeah, like, go put it – some teachers have it on the door. Some have it, like, next to the whiteboard. Got it. And you have – or whiteboard. You have it next to the smart board. Um, (laughs) There you go. You hang it up, and you can't be with your phone in class. Yeah, okay. So I think passing notes – or, for me, uh, fingerspelling – in class is still alive and true. Got it.
0: Yeah. What – so this – Feel free to just like disregard me and I'll stop asking questions or talking. But so I think of like when I, we were able to like get on fucking AOL and all this shit and like, I don't know, 96 or something. So I'm like 12, 13 years old and all of a sudden, like you can go to like playboy.com, right? (laughs) And now like I'm frightened of raising a child because... It's all, like, you can see anything at any point anywhere on the internet.
1: Oh, it's terrifying. Well, so
0: what was that like growing up? Like, I imagine even if it wasn't you, like, you still had friends or your brother, like, someone would be like, you could just go to sites you obviously shouldn't be at at that age.
1: Honestly, I mean, seventh grade is young for a phone, but I feel like I was such a responsible kid. I was like,
0: nah. (laughs) Was that something you saw other people doing, though?
1: Not that much. I mean, I had pretty, like, I guess, goody two shoes friends. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's definitely that, like, when you're little, like, coming across something you're not supposed to see and being (laughs) like, what's this? And I mean, like, "Eh." yeah, whatever, and like moving on. But I agree with you. It is terrifying. (laughs) I mean, um, I don't know about. I think it's almost the generation just after me, like my little sister's generation. She is 10 years younger than me. So second grade, um, I'm watching this kid, same age as her. And he's like playing on his little switch. Yeah. He's playing on it. And then he goes, I'm going to go upstairs, brings headphones and like goes upstairs. He's seven years old. And I'm like, I'm texting my guy friend, and I'm like, "What age did you start watching bad things?" Oh man! Do I need to? Do I need to go upstairs and make sure he's not like watching anything? But what, what, yeah. what do I well, do? Well, because there's general yes.
0: curiosity uh, that you have as a kid, and you know that can easily go into a bad, bad place.
1: Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be that hovering babysitter, but I also don't want to be that babysitter that's like letting him watch porn up there. I was yeah. Like,
0: what am I doing? Yeah.
1: So it's definitely like a scary time. Yeah. And even my little sister, I mean, she has TikTok on her iPad. And I mean, we have all the safety, like children's restrictions on, but TikTok's algorithm sometimes doesn't work. It's not full Well, I got
0: to imagine too, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know it was like this for me. And so I imagine it was like this for you, where like all the parental crap, like, Around whatever, what, 11, 12? Like, you know more than your parents do about how to use that stuff. So it's not really a deterrent.
1: Yeah, my parents never turned on the locks for me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I I don't imagine that that you had an issue with it.
1: (laughs) But like, or any of my siblings, really. um, They did have it on the TV for a little bit, but then they told us all the code. I was like, this defeats the purpose of the child childlike, you know that, right? You can just take it down. Yeah. But yeah, wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob, but they they didn't restrict the code or anything. That's funny. You can but, watch
0: HBO after midnight, but no SpongeBob. Um, right. That SpongeBob is crazy. Uh, yeah. So, what what about like? Was Were school shootings on your radar growing up? Like, did you guys have drills and all that shit?
1: Yeah, we did. And it didn't really cross my mind what we were having drills for until my little sister said something about it. Like, I, it's become so normalized that <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have the school shooter drill. Cool. Like yeah. I guess we have to be quiet now. Like, that's it. Until, like, one day my little sister came home. She was in kindergarten. She looks up at me and she goes, oh, yeah, we had a drill today. Um, it was the one where we hide. And I was like, oh, no. Like, yeah. it just broke my heart. I mean, seeing this little, like, five-year-old telling you about how she had to hide in the classroom. And I was like, uh, uh, like, I knew what the drill was for, but I didn't, it didn't hit me what it was for until then.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, do you know about Columbine? Yes. Okay. I have to ask. Cause it was like yeah, seven years before you were it. born. Okay. Um, I
1: wrote a paper on it. So, you yeah, know, like that was know a big thing
0: world. when I was younger and that like happened right when I was, I think starting high school. Um, I think so, it was
1: 99 that it happened Oh, then or I was, 91. I was like
0: halfway through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, that was huge. And now I mean, especially in the last 10 years, like, not necessarily schools, though there's obviously Parkland, there's been plenty of school shootings in general, but, you know, the the active shooter stuff, I have friends that are teachers, they've been doing the drills and stuff, and it's just so weird to think of that as just commonplace.
1: Well, yeah, I had a teacher that told me once, she was like, oh yeah, if things go down, um, the school is your playground, just free for all until you get out. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you can uh, climb up in the ceiling tiles if that's where you choose to hide. She was like, I'm going to hit those woods and run. And I was like, where are we right now? <laughs> just, she spent almost an entire class period just telling us her plan. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, so this is real. <laughs> it was just, I've had a couple teachers that I've, like thought through plans. And I'm like, this is yeah. terrible. You have thought through this. I, I don't I know if I want to be a to teacher some degree. yeah, Yeah, that's,
0: yeah. that's scary. Um, how old were you when you got on social media?
1: Seventh grade. No, wait. Technically, I was like seven because I got a Facebook. Um, but it was to play Frontierville. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer play. Unfortunately, they like changed it up a lot and it became really lame when I was like nine. So
0: I had a Facebook.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I had a Facebook. I didn't really use it until I was like 13, 14. Then I was like, oh, Facebook. My mom was okay with that. But I had to argue for months to get an Instagram, yeah. which is like aimed for kids my age. And I was like, Facebook's okay, but Instagram isn't. So, so then when
0: when were you able to get Instagram? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Okay.
1: And I was like, "This is the coolest thing ever. It's it's all right." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Now it's there's just another one every yeah. year or two. <laughs> um, That's right. Yeah, I can't keep up. That's not true. I try to as much as possible. Um,
1: you know, I'm like pretty lost when it comes to technology too yeah like i'm not very up to date like i have a snapchat but that was so funny
0: i got a snapchat because i heard people in class at occ talking about it like this had to have been like six years ago and i got it and i was like super active on it and then i was uh i got rid of all my social media for like a little digital cleanse and that one, I just never downloaded again. Yeah. I don't miss it at all. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's
1: I, so weird. I'm pretty sure we got an Instagram the same year.
0: Yeah, that's that's really really funny. Um, so, but what does that? I mean, does that create? Would you, I mean? Would you consider yourself an anxious person? I do. <laughs> um, where <laughs> I, where do you think that anxiety comes from?
1: Um. Well, as my mom's looked me in the eyes and said, Your social anxiety is from me. Um, <laughs> Thanks, I think mom. that definitely has something to do with it. Yeah. She was like, Yeah, I know you. Your anxiety, me. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. So I come from a very anxious mom. Um uh, I mean she doesn't show it, but like it's definitely there. Yeah. Um
0: It's a real thing, yeah. ma'am. I just finished a book called It Didn't Start With You. That's all about generational trauma where we just inherit our parents' shit. Uh, Oh, I hope I didn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of parents, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Where else do you think that, like, is there anything? Because in my mind, uh, and this is where the question's coming from, with you're constantly being told, like, You need to be worried about this right like you have active shooter drills like in school you guys need to be worried about a b c d all the time like throw it in the back of your head know that it could happen add to that you get social media and so then you are constantly like placated into this like addictive behavior whether you're an addict or not but like that's how the apps are designed and so i imagine as as a developing person how do you not grow up with anxiety (laughs)
1: Right. I think, um, social media has had a part in it and just like our culture has changed so much that I, I mean, I wasn't a teenager 20, 30 years ago, so I can't (laughs) tell you how that was, but I can tell you, I do believe that it has gotten more stressful just like day to day. Like, and then you get parents that are like, oh, well this generation sucks This generation, I mean, like last year... That's been happening
0: forever, though.
1: (laughs) Okay, good. I mean, not good, but, you know... It's like like
0: fucking boomers, man. Boomers think Gen Xs suck, and Gen Xs think millennials suck. uh, Okay. I'm sure I think Gen Zs suck to some degree, but, you know... Oh, they do, but
1: (laughs) I think that's me, and trust (laughs) me, we do. Um, But I think part of it is, like, last year when... Prom was canceled. I was pretty upset because, I mean, I was pretty excited. And I got on Facebook and on Facebook, but like my own grandma. I mean, she's kind of my grandma. She's like my (laughs) stepmom's ex-husband's mom. I love it, But I consider her like a grandma twice removed, you know? Yeah. But um, my grandma commented and was like, wow, this generation complaining about not having prom, whatever, like... 50 years ago they had to go to war after their senior year and i was like at least they could see their friends (laughs) like i haven't been able to leave my house in three weeks yeah i will i will
0: tell you comparative trauma is like one of the (laughs) most toxic things anyone could ever do um and it's it's that's so sad and i i it's yeah it's just
1: a dance it doesn't matter much and everyone has a terrible time at prom so it's not like it matters but But i don't think i mean none of those sentences are true
0: though yeah and and also like the
1: choice yeah
0: yeah (laughs) and it's it's uh the last three months for you guys in high school uh missing that like that qualifies as like a traumatic event and it might not register that with like you know, the 85 year old that's like, we were in World War II at your age. Cause yeah, no, that's different.
1: <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. I'm not saying World War II was great, but, but like. But it's not,
0: it's, you can't, that's apples and oranges, man. You can't compare that shit. Uh, And it really invalidates the individual's experience. And it's, that's, yeah. that's where the toxicity comes in.
1: Yeah. I think there was definitely a bunch of regret when it came, at least for me, for leaving high school, especially cause like, the last couple weeks I was in high school were pretty rough. Yeah. Like my boyfriend had switched schools to an alternative school cuz he was failing. Um so I was like pretty upset cuz I didn't get to see him and then um like my best friends were just being really mean to me. And I like in the winter I just am not myself. So or a bunch of factors, and I was just super grouchy. And I remember, like, looking and glaring at my favorite teacher, just, like, <laughs> glaring at him, death stare, on my last day. The next day, I was like, oh, I can't even tell him I love him. Like, he's the best <laughs> teacher. Like, I felt so bad. Yeah. Just, yeah, I left school on a low note. I was like... I didn't get the chance to go back and just tell my teachers how much I loved them.
0: Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a really nice sentiment. Um, I mean, it's, it's sad. It's super sad, but it's, it's, it's nice that that's, uh, one of the things that you regret not being able to, to do. Yeah.
1: I mean, there were these optional zoom calls and I went to like two and then they got overwhelming and I like completely stopped going to school. I was like, cool. Uh, yeah.
0: What, a. Can can we talk about that for a second? The the sure. overwhelming Zoom calls, um, <laughs> yeah. Because so and uh, obviously I can stop or take out anything you don't want, but you you will turn off your camera when you get overwhelmed, right? And
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: Uh what what are your coping strategies in those moments, and where do you think that comes from? Like, have you thought about that at all?
1: Um, you know. It's kind of funny because I was like, I don't really have a coping strategy in this per- this situation. So, like, I went to therapy and I was like, I'm going to talk to her about it. And I don't open up to my therapist very easy. So, I'm like, I'm going to talk to her about it. And I was like, hey, I'm getting pretty upset in math class. And she goes, okay, anything else you want to talk about? And I was like, I think I need a new therapist. Damn. Like, so I stopped going. Um, I mean, I told her I stopped going. But, um, yeah yeah so I don't think I really have a strategy like um I remember in high school, like I've literally walked through the halls of my high school just sobbing. I was like, take a picture, it'll last longer like yeah, it's just how I was. so I think my strategy is just to like let it out and then it goes away, yeah, so yeah. I'm just
0: and and I asked this from someone that like it's taken me decades to ask the question to myself so feel no pressure but yeah <laughs> like it took me until like the last however many years five years whatever to be like but but why like uh, to find and now i've become like obsessed with it um and that's kind of what started me down the path of like becoming a therapist myself as just like i want to know the root of like why why do you act this way even if like bigger stuff like walking down the hall crying <laughs> or or like just small stuff um, like why do I get irritated if the dishwasher is not loaded the right way <laughs> like uh, you know because everything kind of has an origin and it's not always some big theatrical like oh my god it was because I don't know I killed a kid when I was five like no that didn't happen but <laughs> never
1: did that uh, um, but apparently when I was little a baby was crying, and I sh- tried to shove a sock in its mouth so it would stop.
0: So, Sorry, that's, it's not funny, but it's really funny.
1: I've When my mom told me that, I had laughed for days. I like, eh.
0: Well, I was but, wondering, I mean, I don't know how much light you can shed on this. Uh, but Because you've been with your boyfriend since you were freshman in high school. Yeah what is do you know like from your friends maybe like what does dating look like for teenagers right now i don't know
1: (laughs) i don't know um i remember in high school like some people had tinder and i was like
0: tinder for teens
1: i was like (laughs) y'all are children (laughs) they were just yeah um one of my friends she met her girlfriend on like a dating app and i was like cool um I, I don't really know. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think I lucked out and I missed out um, in a joking way. Uh, I didn't get like all that high school drama. <laughs> no, it was like freshman year. There was a little bit because there was this boy and he was, Ugh. but then I met my boyfriend and I was like, eh.
0: you'll you'll do
1: (laughs) that was the end of the drama yeah i was like this is pretty cool and he's pretty cool so perfect yeah Yeah.
0: so what's uh what's next for you are you what's what's after OCC what's the plan uh does everybody (laughs) ask you that plan (laughs) question
1: thankfully like not much (laughs) yeah like i'm kind of like eh OCC and then they're like okay but um hopefully become an interpreter Okay. I'm not quite sure where I want to go with interpreting next because there's educational medical or legal and I know I'm not going legal because too too stressful so thinking either educational or medical
0: Okay. Is tuition like college expenses is that on your radar as a concern or a deterrent from any decisions?
1: Uh I mean, yes and no. I think (laughs) it's kind of cool because my entire college experience at OCC will cost less than my friends one year at SVSU. And I was like, ooh, that sucks. Like, (laughs) glad I lucked out with the cheaper option. Um, But I definitely still, like, try to save and put a lot of money towards just
0: college. Are you living at home now still?
1: I am. Yeah.
0: Are you? Do you have plans of of going out on your own?
1: When I can afford it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I currently work at a barn, so unfortunately, what do you do at I a barn?
0: Cannot,
1: I mean, barn I, shit. <laughs> it, literally, I feed horses. I put them outside, and then I shovel their shit. For Like three hours, <laughs> and yeah, there you go, that's life.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. what's it? What I mean, what's your relationship like with everybody now? Your mom, your dad, your stepmom?
1: Yeah, my dad's wife, that stepmom, I did not get along with at all when I was younger. She just, I mean, like, would tease me about the randomest things. Um, which I mean, it's fine, but then it would open up a door to let my step siblings tease me, mm. and it would be over like putting ketchup on my tacos. Um, I'm not
0: going to tease you about that, but I don't approve.
1: You. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, but she would be like, we're going to have a night where you're not allowed to put ketchup on your tacos. And I was like, how is this hurting you? <laughs> my <laughs> food tastes better to me.
0: Yeah. That's so weird.
1: it would open up the door to let my step siblings kind of talk to me that way and walk all over me. And it was like, there was one day where they were like, Mackenzie, get my hairbrush. And I was like, I'm not your slave. And I got in trouble. And I'd do it again, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah, we're running late, but I'm gonna stand up for myself now. So
0: did that um, was was there an age where you were kind of allowed to decide how much time you spent at each house?
1: Thirteen. So it's actually kind of funny. At the divorce agreement was at thirteen we can choose which house we wanted to stay at. Yeah. And dad's house was very much like a toxic environment with my stepmom. It sounds like a Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like it wasn't that bad, but it was like little things that added up. And my older brother wanted to move out for years and years and years. And he turned 13 when I was eight. Yeah. Sorry. Math. And he was like, okay, I'm going to stay because I don't want to leave Mac here alone. So, he stayed for another five years until he moved out to, to college. Cause I couldn't decide for myself. Wow, yeah. Yeah. And I remember when he was packing up for college, he put all this stuff in a garbage bag. He looked at me and went, everything I care about here fits in this garbage bag, everything. And you. And I was like, Oh, well, that's like, cute. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, thanks bug. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you're you're so fortunate that you had him because you brought him up so many times as just like literally you said protector and he it sounds like he really was oh, he was like a uh, there's a what's it called now I can't remember um, <laughs> oh there's a word a resiliency factor uh, you know if you were being bullied at this house but you had your brother sticking up for you like that oh the, bug
1: was definitely my resiliency factor. yeah
0: so that, that <laughs> yeah. and that's that sounds like it worked out. Really well, and I'm sure that'll yeah. you'll just grow to appreciate that more as you get older.
1: Oh, I I already have quite a bit. I mean, yeah. he I define him as my best friend. Yeah, that's just, awesome. Yeah,
0: that's an awesome relationship. I'm jealous. My brother is my <laughs> worst enemy. I will fight him. Oh yeah. Um,
1: with my other siblings, it's always been on and off. But with him, I mean, there was the little squabbles when we were younger. But nah.
0: So, you moved back, you moved into your mom's full time at 13?
1: No. I went three weeks at mom's, one week at dad's. Then I started to miss dad's house, which was weird. And I went uh, two weeks at mom's, one week at dad's. Then uh, COVID hit. And I was like, huh. Okay. I guess I'm stuck at mom's for three months. And uh, then when i went back to dad's after the like lockdown
0: yeah
1: um my stepmom apologized for how she treated me oh wow and i was like whoa
0: what was this that like? is awesome
1: <laughs> um i don't think i processed it she was like if you ever want to talk about it you know we can i would love to and i was like okay and then i i, I haven't brought it up but it really meant a lot to me
0: i wonder we like, what the catalyst was for that
1: I think part of it was um her and my dad struggled quite a bit I mean uh we moved when I was a sophomore and that was a terrible time like it was awful
0: yeah
1: um and I think it really opened my dad's eyes to how they were treating me like how toxic it got and like there was one night where I was drinking water and my stepsister teased me for how I was drinking my water and I like got in the car and just sobbed. And my dad was like, Oh, I need to make some changes. Yeah. So I think during the lockdown, they really had time to just talk. Um, and I mean, she apologized. That meant a lot to me. And now we're, we're good. Like me and her get along really good now that's good so yeah
0: yeah that's got to be a nice thing to i mean people go their entire lives and don't get that apology so that's that's awesome that you you oh yeah yeah cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) um is that is there anything i didn't cover i know i jumped around a lot (laughs) but is there anything you want i
1: think it was very scatterbrained but i liked it
0: (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for all the time and enjoy the rest of your night and i'll see you thursday
1: unfortunately For, yeah that, yeah i mean probably, i'm happy to see
0: you but <laughs> yeah the whole i get it <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not excited about that either <laughs> all right i'll talk to you later
1: talk to you later
0: Bye. all right you just listened to my interview with Mackenzie. wasn't that great she's fun she uh, I, I love that we were able to get into some of the anxiety stuff at the end there and i'll tell you what if You know, I'm going to become a therapist, and if I have a client that ever says I had a really hard time at XYZ today, I don't think my next thing will be like, all right, what else? (laughs) I feel like, you know, isn't that what you want to talk about? Maybe I'll learn something. Maybe I'll come back and I'll listen to this in five years and go, Justin, you dumb son of a bitch. Who knows? Who knows? But I want to thank Mackenzie. That was really great. And I also want to thank our Patreon supporters. You guys, if you're not on Patreon yet, you are missing out on so much good stuff. Uh, just ask some of our fellow supporters. I just released the top five ways to keep your mental health in check. Uh, went through, went with some therapists and some research and figured out a really great little like, you know, quick PDF with top five ways to do that. And and I, they're methods that I am trying to incorporate into my own life, I, you know. It, like anything else, I'm strong in some and, and could use improvement in some others. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're clearly not. Patreons like Michelle and Ginny and Dustin and Andrew and Katie and Erica and you could be next. It's literally a dollar o nine, a dollar and nine cents. So go to my Instagram, click on the link tree, and check out that new top five ways to keep your mental health in check. Super cool PDF. Glad we put it together and it's gotten some great responses. So that is awesome. And I am looking forward to seeing guys next week. Maybe not seeing you. This is not really a visual art, but you get it. You get it. Okay. Hey, DM me on Instagram with the word top five. That's two words. (laughs) Make it one word and DM me. You'll get a little surprise. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.